This is Lori Frary, and welcome to Pressure Valve. No long intros, just long content. Today we got a couple of really seems like probably might be disjointed ideas, but in but we're you know had one of those connect the dot weeks where things just sort of started clicking together and. As a matter of fact, I got kicked off of Facebook for 24 hours <laughs> simply for trying to connect two dots that they apparently algorithmed me right out of. And that was, and they were both public websites. One was Event 201 and a clip link from it. And the other was from the World Economic Forum Great Reset website. And because I was trying to put them together on the same post with commentary i got booted <laughs> so they say when you're taking flack you're over the target and so um another thing that popped up this week that was old revisited for me anyway was the somebody was mentioning something about a zombie apocalypse <laughs> coming with regards to these new so-called vaccine that isn't with the mRNA programming bots they're stuffing into people. And I showed them the CDC has had uh, on their website about zombie apocalypse preparedness since May of 2011, which is the first time I found it. I just learned about this about four minutes ago. It's absolutely (laughs) true. It's absolutely ludicrous. (laughs) and so people say oh that's just you know the cdc having fun because zombies were a big thing a decade ago well okay fine but they dedicated some serious space to the (laughs) zombie apocalypse preparedness what is it 101 or something yeah preparedness 101 yeah (laughs) and so um but the interesting thing is, is it's always what goes around comes around and um, people have been saying that the, the vaccinated people are being coded or recoded with programming. And as a matter of fact, on the actual websites for Moderna, I believe it does talk about um programming it uses computer language and why they would want to use that language is beyond me because any good conspiracy theorist worth their salt is going to pick up on those words and say what are you making zombie bots out of out of people right so anyway just an aside whatever, you know, if you don't, if you don't believe me, it's still true. You can type in your search engine, zombie apocalypse CDC, and you will go right there because you just did it for me, right? Right. I do think it's, it might be, it might be tongue in cheek. It might be, I I really don't know, uh, based on a couple sentences I'm reading, it might be, but even still, it's just ludicrous that that's on the Why is it still there? I mean, the zombie craze has come and gone, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, a yeah. decade ago, how many zombie movies were and TV shows were there? And if, you know, 
to me, it's kind of uh, paradoxical for people to say, you know, well, the CDC is you know, the serious website with the serious numbers and the serious, you know, pandemic information and so on and so forth. And then, boom, zombies, <laughs> same website. So <laughs> tongue in cheek doesn't work for me on something like this. <laughs> right. Um, and then the second thing I kind of wanted to jump into was um, this very old parable story that most everybody's heard sometime in their life. And it's called the blind men and the elephant. And the story goes, well, as a matter of fact, I can actually just read the parable version, short version that they have on the wiki. Um, it says a group of blind men heard that a strange animal called an elephant had been brought to the town but none of them were aware of its shape and form. Out of curiosity, they said, we must inspect and know it by touch, of which we are capable. So they sought it out, and when they found it, they groped about it. The first person, whose hand landed on the trunk, said, this being is like a thick snake. For, an, for another one whose hand reached its ear, it seemed like a kind of fan. As for another person whose hand was upon its leg, said the elephant is a pillar, like a tree trunk. The blind man who placed his hand upon its side said the elephant is a wall. Another who felt its tail described it as a rope. The last felt its tusk, stating that the elephant is that which is hard, smooth, and like a spear. So, the parable, per, the purpose of the parable is that Obviously, we're not all blind, and shout out to blind people who have to grope around and try to figure out what things feel like, but to describe an elephant, if you touch a different part of it, it's a totally different animal. If you put all the parts together, um, if all the blind men felt the whole elephant, then they would get a better picture. But similarly today, we have people who get one aspect of their belief system from the TV right side or left side or family or culture or whatever. And so there are so many different beliefs of what reality is so for crying out loud right. that, that it's really getting worse and worse and harder for people to communicate and build consensus and agree with one another and so on. And so I tell that story because the Great Reset is another example of this kind of idea of how differently you can look at, how different people can look at the same thing and, and read differently from it what they think it's about or what the consequences will be if you're a conspiracy theorist mind and you already researched into the new world order uh, for years and years then you see the connection if you researched into agenda 21 or agenda 30 you see the connection but for those who think all of that is conspiracy theory crap then they might look at it and they say you know what this sounds good i mean this right. you know, there's a lot of different ideas here 
Well, it's presented very beautifully. There's a lot of people that, that are looking at this as a very progressive uh, move towards eliminating poverty and making the climate better and all of that. And I wonder how, what the percentage is of people that are willing to go along with it and which percentage are suspicious. Well, I liken it to the Tower of Babel or the Tower of Babylon, which had a big lofty goal to reach heaven. And all the people worked on it. I mean, it took everybody to to build this thing. Of course, most people, well, not most people, a lot of people will say, well, it's just a parable. It's just a story. It's just a mythology because Babylon doesn't exist and the tower doesn't exist. And then the Christians will say, well, no, it doesn't exist anymore because God struck it down and, and, uh, and destroyed it. And hence the later term tower of Babel, Mm -hmm. because the story goes that, you know, all the people from the area were dispersed out across the land and given different languages to speak so that they could never get together again and coordinate such an effort as to try to build a tower to heaven. Right. So obviously communication's very important there. And Babel and Babylon both come from a word that means confusion. Mm-hmm. Chaos. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, when you go to the World Economic Forum website, which is a subsidiary offshoot of the United Nations, some people hear the word United Nations and their skin crawls. Um, others think that, you know, it's a super benevolent group and world governments all combined together to try to stop wars and better humanity. The problem is, is that no one who's ever tried to do that, no group or entity that's ever tried to do that, uh, has been successful outside of trying to control everybody else, right? Right. When you go to this website and you click on the plans, there's hundreds of goals, literally hundreds of goals. The problem is there's no hierarchy to the goals. In other words, you they don't tackle things from the perspective of if our ultimate goal is climate change or our ultimate goal is helping cultural diversity or on and on and on. All those goals are in there, but one seems no more important than the others. Okay. But all are important sort of equally which is why there's no hierarchy, but something has to be more important than something else. Right. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, even if you're just a person and you go, okay, I'm going to set my goals. You know, my goal is I, by the time I'm 50, I want to own a house, have, be married, have a family, have a good job, blah, blah. So those are all a bunch of goals, right? Right. And in order, like, of importance, a lot of people go, okay, well, I want to buy a house, but I want to get married first. Or I want to get, I want to buy my house before I get married and have a family. Right. Or, okay, so there's some kind of organizational hierarchy to the plan. 
Now, that doesn't always go as planned, but at least you sort of think those things through uh, for there to be some kind of order. And so something has to be more important than something else. So trying to make this utopia, heaven on earth, kind of great reset, fourth industrial revolution, all this terms and terminology that they're throwing out there all are designed by by people sitting around in think tanks to sound very utopian. Like, why wouldn't you want this? Right. There's nothing in there about like, okay, I, I'm just going to throw this out there. So all these humans got together in Babylon and they started building this tower to heaven. And I don't remember whether I read it in the Bible or read it in somebody's depiction of the story or what, but it, it, I, I rem- remember reading it took like four days to walk around the base of this thing. So this is not a small tower. <laughs> right. It's huge. Okay. And, you know, we've all seen pictures of the Tower of Babylon that, you know, spirals up and up and up and up into the heavens. But that was a king who ordered that. All right. Um, Nimrod, I believe. I don't know if he was a king. Okay. So, so some hierarchical person, entity, put this plan together and got whether people were slaves or paid or will work for food or whatever got the operations together i think right yeah and they got pretty far apparently according to the story uh because i mean obviously they got far enough up there that god paid attention and struck it down destroyed it well he said if if, if they all work together nothing will be impossible for them so he even okay possible to build a tower of Babylon all the way up to him, which, you know, I don't know, but that, you know, that was the, that was the theory. So to me, this great reset is reflective of the tower of Babylon Mm -hmm. in that it's a very lofty goal. It doesn't seem to mention God or God's, you know, plans or, or, uh, or uh, support or anything in in the in the plan and so if you look at any of the prior plans that are all kind of being implemented in with this great reset plan which is you know agenda 21 agenda 2030 there's an agenda 2050 there's the new world order there's the georgia guidestones which is you know of course put up there by an individual whose name is unknown but um, the plans jive. Right. <laughs> Depopulation, no war. Harmony uh, with nature, guided population control, and all that. Sure. Right. Okay, so you've got people who are scared to death of the Great Reset. And then you've got people who are curious and, you know, sounds interesting. Except if someone who's scared to death of it tells someone who thinks it's an interesting idea about the possible negative consequences that could come with this. Like for example, um, all the fear stories going around about, Oh, they're going to digitize everything and you're not going to be able to, it's the mark of the beast and you're not going to be able to buy and sell. And 
if you don't get a vaccine, you won't be able to buy and sell or travel or, you know, just on and on and on. Or, or work eventually. Or work or do anything except live in one of the Hunger Games slums. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so I look at this kind of a plan as, as anything else. It can be benevolent and it can be malevolent depending on who's running the organization. Right. Enter Klaus Schwab and his pals. And it doesn't sound like the kind of group of guys I want, you know, <laughs> drawing up the plans for the future of the earth. No. And so, yeah, they look at it as people aren't going to limit their childbearing unless we force them. People aren't going to limit their carbon footprint unless we force them and on and on <clears throat> and their food and meat consumption and right. all the other stuff. So, excuse me. Oh, no, you're fine. Yeah. All the things that play into the carbon footprint will eventually have to be enforced. <laughs> well, exactly. And so enforcement means what? I mean, it the means... Enforcers. Yeah, it means enforcers. And uh, and they can't do enforcement so easily without the Karens that they've developed over the past few years. Did you say Karens? Karen. Karen. Oh, like the stereotypical... Yeah, the stereotypical Karen. Okay. You know, what are you doing in here without your mask on? <laughs> you know, are you trying to kill grandma? Those, those Karens. Right. And, you know, as an aside about that, people are not really bothered by you not <clears throat> wearing a mask. It, 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 if it was such a big deal, they would just stay away from you, wouldn't they? Truly, yeah. I mean, they would run. They wouldn't just get all up in your face and, and you know. Right. Right. And so what are they actually bothered by? The fact that they have to wear one? No, it's the fact that you're being disobedient. Oh, Okay. Okay. Because I, I, the first day I was forced to wear one at uh, when I was working at Walmart, it was, I was like, oh, this is going to suck so bad and everything. And um, the people that weren't wearing it, I found myself becoming resentful that they weren't because I had to have it on. Does that make How sense? How are they getting away with it? Right. Exactly. Why do you not have to have this face diaper on? Like, Well, okay. So they've been programmed with, you know, my mask protects you and your mask protects me. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So that programming was brilliantly executed. It, I mean, associates not wearing a mask with blatant disregard for others, which is a false assumption, but right. Right. And I mean, I'm not not wearing a mask because I want to kill you or I want to make you sick or right. I want to kill grandma. But the fact that they followed the rules that I don't agree with. They're, they're looking at you, at me, you as disobedient to the rules. Right. Okay. So that's, that's what makes a Karen. That's where Karens come from is they, they're like these little mini enforcers. Mm -hmm. They think they're being courageous 
by enforcing others to do what is right, right. and good. Like social justice warriors. Okay. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, it's mm -hmm. the same concept, right? Yeah. So, so like, but like I said, if you're so scared, then, you know, or, run away. We'll come here. Because your mask is actually protecting you. They get, they, they see how they spun yeah. that? Your mask protects me and my mask protects you. See how, see yes, how clever that was? So. Okay. Because if they said you should wear a mask, if you feel like you need protection, that that's not how they spun it from the very right. get go. The and it was <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is the kind of stuff that you got to look out for with the propaganda from these agendas. And, you know, you hear the word agenda, start digging deeper. Yeah, warning, immediately. warning. <laughs> <laughs> Danger, Will Robinson. Somebody's controlling the narrative here. And so uh, here's another one. I, I lately have been seeing on Facebook two different crowds of people. Well, three, actually. Those who have no knowledge or a concern or understanding of cryptocurrency or digital currency or digital assets or mm -hmm. any of it, okay, not one, not one interest or knowledge of. Then you've got those who dug in, learned it, understand it, investing in it, trying to trying to make money like you would try to make off the stock market or anything else that yeah. business that you do, okay. And then those who have been scared to death about it because you've got these naysayers out there who are, believe that the entire cryptocurrency idea was designed for, to control everybody and, and not let you buy and sell and mark of the beast and, and all of that and take your cash away and, and so on. So we're, we're back to that spin. Right. Never having learned that this cryptocurrency space, the crypto space is just as diverse as every other thing that can either be used benevolently or malevolently. Right. Long word. Right. Right. So the, so the idea of the technology, the technology was not created by the government. There's people who say it was created by the CIA and blah, blah. Okay. Whatever not true, but, um, or prove it if you're going to uh, assert that, but cryptocurrency was designed as a DeFi decentralized finance to get the banksters out of the way to go circumvent the banksters and allow for people to trade peer to peer person to person. Now, are the central banks and the BIS and the IMF and, and all, all the Bank of England and the Bank of EU and all the rest of them trying to come up with a way to control it now that it's out there? Sure they are. No Absolutely. doubt about it. It's, it's like television or, or the movies Remember when those first came out and it was like if you worked in, in entertainment, that was like a lesser category of women or females. You know, in the early 50s, it was considered like floozy or vain or, or whatever the case may be but then they found out hey we can use television or movies to 
do other things, promotional stuff or make the passion of the Christ or, you know, however, just a tool, yeah. um, depending on whose hands it's in. And I, I was of the first camp of people who really didn't know about or care about cryptocurrency until I met you and I started looking into it. I do understand it a little bit now, but I start to feel like if I even wanted to go buy, buy one Bitcoin, they're like $7,000. <laughs> I haven't seen that much money in a long time. So. No, actually, darling, one oh, Bitcoin now is over $50,000. Okay, so I looked at the back like literally a week ago and it's... Okay, now do you understand why people are right. trying to invest in it? Because it's just like Google stock or Apple stock or any of those things. The, 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 um, what was it called? The tech stocks mm -hmm. back in the day, you know, when the tech stock bu bubble happened and so on. And so, yeah, why not make money of off of it? Right. If you get in early and you, you know, yeah, there's a lot of crap shit coins that are out there that are going to go away. And yeah, people are going to lose money too, because they're just hearing about it from some friend. Oh, you need to buy some, dogecoin and you know it doesn't actually do anything but it, it's gaining in value because people are talking about it well that's the way of the world if you if you fall into that trap too right. bad for you right but the concept behind cryptocurrency is decentralized finance it's blockchain where the banksters don't really get their hands on it and but here's what will happen the banksters will introduce their own version, okay, called CBDC, Central Bank Digital okay. Currency, and people will believe the same Karens that are out there, you know, policing mask wearers are going to trust the government and they're going to believe that the version the government puts out is the it's one to go it. with because it's right. backed by the well, government, right? Stupid, okay. but yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay, and but also, um, they're they're going to be hearing, if they haven't heard it already, this whole narrative about Bitcoin and because see a lot of people don't even know that there's any other cryptocurrency yeah. but Bitcoin. I mean, it's like Bitcoin is to cryptocurrency what Kleenex right, right. is to tissues. Okay, so so. They hear, oh, the, you know, the bad guys, the terrorists are funding terrorism using Bitcoin because it's untraceable and, oh, the money laundering and the dark Isn't that's web. That's already not all going this. on and has been going on. Well, of course, with cash, it's been going on as long as there's been right. cash. Or, or hackers, you know, if you, if you hacked into your bank account and you just type zero, 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 would you technically have that money? if they didn't catch that mistake? Well, you know, the, the whole idea is the narrative that they are spinning is the narrative that they want the normal non-researching person to believe and to go for and not, not right. think another thing about it. Okay. Just like the cases and the COVID and the cases, 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 they didn't, delineate the difference between cases coming from testing and cases coming from people coming into the hospital with symptoms or so on. 
just became this word cases. Okay, so this is the kind of stuff that people are going to have to stay on their toes from here on out about everything. Because I consider myself a fairly intelligent person, but only because I'm constantly asking who, why, how, when, where, all the time. Not that I'm a journalist and not that I'm going to write about it, but because I need to know who's punking me. And there's somebody out there punking me right. all the time. And if they can punk okay. you, they'll punk any, so, they, they will punk everybody. <laughs> well, if they can punk me, that you know, they, they got up pretty early. Here's another one. And I can do this all day. This is what I used to do, you know, back in the day with Lawrence, with the, you know, uh, calling out things and people and stuff about flat earth and, and uh, cult beliefs and dogma and all that stuff. My mind hasn't changed. My methods haven't changed. But it's the same thing is coming, coming along with, like, for example, simulation oh theory. Yeah. <laughs> So simulation theory, it's, it's a, a right. broad brush. It can mean a whole lot of things based on who's talking about it. But for the most part, simulation theory means that we live inside of a computer simulation. We live in a matrix computer simulation and that we are like a sleep character's being programmed and controlled and that the whole world is that. And then there's other people who believe other versions of sim theory, which is we're actually living out a sim of a sim of a sim created by our great, 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 great ancestors who no longer exist, who came here from another universe and, and left already. And, and this has been running ever since. So, and everything in between. Now, yes. Do I believe that everything can be broken Absolutely. down to code? Yeah, I, I, I do believe sure. that. And sure. We created, if you believe God created you, then he created you out of his mind, essence, whatever. So we technically exist in his mind. And where he is, there is no time. So it, it gets really, you know, <laughs> string theory type situation. And more I think about it. Sure. <clears throat> Well, and then, of course, inside that same argument, you've got multiple different belief systems that God is the big computer right. uh, programmer, okay? And then others are like, no, God it still exists and God created all of this and it is more advanced than just living in some simulation that it is a supernatural construct biological quasi coded okay you can just go on and add as many, as many descriptive words as you can think of um but at the end of the day there are people out there doing the same thing with sim theory concepts that there were with flat earth theory concepts and that is shells cons scammers uh cult creators like, out, like um cia 
counterintelligence agents. Right, trying to put out like a diluted form of this or like a bastardized policy. A spun, yeah, spun version or a limited hangout version or, yeah. And, And so with that, then you add in all the arguments that have been as old as mankind or for a very, very long time, like evolution or creation. Big Bang versus uh, creation or God, God-centered evolution. That's another one where he started. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a, you know, people have all the ideas and belief systems that they want. But at the end of the day, you have to ask yourself how much you trust your belief system. Right. Especially if you got it from somebody right. else. Like, would you die on this hill? And if so, why? Yeah. And, you know, or the simple version of, oh, that sounds good. That really resonates with me. You didn't do any research at all. You just listened to somebody else's research or or ideas. And if they're really good at spinning it and, and, and connecting dots to make this picture, well, I can rip a lot of those dots apart and paint a different picture with them. Uh, you know, just erase all their marks and take my pen and right. connect them a whole different way. Arguments with about evolution versus creation. You can have all these physicists and biologists and all these people get in a room or in a college <laughs> teaching and spin out all of their dogma that that's been formulating for Which decades and theories. decades. I just have to throw that out there. Theory. They are all theories. And here's why, because you can have one guy walk up to that entire room of, of brainiacs and say, has there ever been an, an observable change of kind? Well, they will always, Right. Not species, not not type. If you're a bird, you're a bird. Yes, there's been all kinds of mutations and adaptations to birds and fish and monkeys and so right. on. But right. But has a bird ever turned into no. a fish? Have you ever observed no. that? And I feel like they always bring up like the lamest of examples, which is that spotted moth crap. Yeah, it's like well, yeah, well, I'm talking about right. change Billions of, of species, and they bring up that the spotted moth got darker when it made. Don't, no, because that's just the same as people, you know. Who, who was there? Who right, it's the same this? thing as people on, that live, you know, on the equator or whatever, tending to have more melanin in their skin than people that live at the North Pole or something like that. That doesn't mean they evolved into each other. It's like that, that stuff is just... Or they bring up the coelacanth, which is this old, old ass fish in the bottom of the Dead Sea or something that, but it's still living. So it can't be a missing link, you know, but, or can you demonstrate (laughs) for me um, a geological column that's in order, you know, like, well, the Cretaceous period and then the Jurassic, like, can you show me any Yeah, we can see, we can do this all day because the point is there's no observation that anyone living or dead, included, dead, has ever observed a change of kind, which would be necessary 
if we all cra crawled out of absolutely the ooze, it would be right? and wouldn't there be people in some you know we would always see transition happening but in all of our recorded history well we right. would see it today but see that's where they throw in the billions and billions of years and you only get to live 80 or 90 of them and so of course you're not going right. to see any of these changes and, and so yeah there's arguments that have been spinning about this for a long long time but to this day no one has ever been able to answer that question show me where a species changed its kind and then we'll talk until then evolution doesn't work it's not it's it's theoretical fine you want to keep believing in a theory you go right ahead but you cannot call it factual and that's where people have to draw the line but they teach it to people to students in college and high school as with factual. no opposing theory whatsoever i don't think they teach creation alongside it and and that's whatever they used to but they right. don't anymore <clears throat> Creation is right. like flat earth now. Then, <laughs> it's all, what is it they say underneath the every YouTube channel that has flat earth in the title? An old right. archaic, yes. I love the archaic, archaic definition. Belief. I, I, uh, I kind of use the scientific method of thinking when I'm looking at agendas. Okay. I need to observe your... Right goal and then i need to observe i uh, you know i need to read it somewhere what is your goal what's your end goal and what steps are you intending to take to get us there and if in any of their steps there's any mandates you're already done because you just kicked out all the free people right you can't you can't you know Oh, and here's why. Because of the clear argument that you can find all over the place and examples of it, like Bill Gates telling people you shouldn't, you shouldn't be able to eat so much meat because it uses this big carbon footprint and blah, blah, while he flies a jet that uses like 46 gallons a second or whatever across the country or his big boat. I don't know if you've ever seen his big boat or right. all of the carbon footprints from all of his multiple houses. No. Oh, what? A, yeah, whatever. And, isn't he a vegan and the same a thing with, you know, him oh, okay. saying well. you should, eating all this red meat is bad for the earth and bad for the animals and bad for everything else. So we're going to start growing lab meat. In the meantime, sneaky quiet behind the scenes, buying up as many, he's the largest farmland owner in the United States. What if he's not intending to grow animals or food on it, then, and, and everything's going to be grown in a lab, then why are you buying up all the farmland? Perhaps, per, no, well, perhaps to lay it out, make soil, not grow anything on it, just let it convert to natural land again. Right. And, and uh, because you're so rich, you can afford to own all this land without actually having any profitable business coming off of it. So, 
Well, now it's my life mission to catch him eating a steak. I don't care what the guy does and I don't care what he eats, but you don't get to tell us just because you're super mega rich what we get to eat and how we get to live. Right. Now, you know, I, I've lived in a capitalist right. country my whole life, so I don't know anything other than capitalism. And I've been self-employed since I was 17 and a half years old and I've lived my entire life self-employed. So not that many people can say that, but I can say that. And I have always had to be responsible for bringing in the dough, whatever thing I was doing. Okay. And not Mm -hmm. anything against anybody who works for any other company. My, My only difference is I was, have always been the one driving my own train with my own responsibility and live or die, make it or break it, bootstrap or find, you know, money to grow it or whatever the case may be. Capitalism has benefited you in that way to some degree that you were able to to live out your dreams or or to take on these ventures and things like that. But I was such a weak minded person. I was well it isn't whether or not you're weak minded for a while. It I, I mean I already had a path carved for me because my family's been in business before me. Okay. I grew up in family business layers and grandparents and great grandparents of people were in business. So it was the only thing that I had, you know, anything to compare to. And it's just the same difference of, you know, here's another comparison. When I was, when I was in high school, and, and, you know, sadly, I'm going to go ahead and throw the date out there in the seventies, everybody had to be on a college lane. If you had three brain cells in your head or more, you were expected to go to college and you, and, and get a degree in something. Okay. I walked out the door, graduated from college, from okay. high school early, walked out the door and started my first business. Boom, done. Happened to get a little money from my great grandmother's death, sadly, to put down to start a business. This many years later, what is that? 70s to what is that? 50 years? 50 years later, look at what's happened. Because everybody listened to these idiots from the schools about going and getting college degrees and, and, um, and getting these high paying jobs. They weren't encouraging anyone to go to get trade jobs, to learn how to be an electrician or a plumber or a, or, or, yeah, so now you have or work on cars. Right. You have people right. And so now what happens? We have a shortage of all the people who, the <laughs> trades people everywhere. And, and by the time, you know, by the time you right. realize, oops, put on the brakes, we should have done something a little different there. Now the whole thing has to cycle back around again. And probably now you'll have this glut of tradespeople. <laughs> you won't have any doctors, lawyers, and Indian chiefs. But right, that's okay. Because we can live without a whole lot of them. Right. Or a lot of people are in the gig economy too. Just, you know, living in tiny homes and right. or, or vans and traveling and just sort of doing work Not, along the Actually, way. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. So if you I can wonder make how it. that's going to... Oh. Like what percentage of people? <laughs> well, well also <laughs> back at that very same time, 
there was also a, a counterculture push for people living in communes and and groups and making it together that way you know safety in numbers more power in numbers and there were a few communes back in the day that were actually pretty capitalistic they were making some serious jack growing food or making cabinets or whatever i mean all kinds of things and so i don't really know why that didn't keep going so much because i don't think there's any very many successful communes in u.s today a lot of kibbutzes and stuff in israel and other that uh, idea in other countries Mm but i got off topic i want to go back to belief just belief systems and where they come from even if you use a belief, uh, the concept of your belief system with regards to your spirituality or your religion or whether you believe in God or uh, Allah or atheist or Buddha or whatever your belief system is, typically you acquire that belief based on an accumulation of information and experiences and then you trust what you believe. It's not totally just faith. Okay. And so I can't understand why people don't take their worldview to the same level, their, their belief in government systems or cultural systems or economic systems. To me, it, they're just, they're just another arm of the same octopus. And you should look at those things just as importantly as you do what what your faith is based in because it's how i mean you're living in this world right don't want to be living in the hunger games maybe some people right. would because th- there's actually p- people out there who <laughs> would be happy and satisfied <laughs> if they knew they were going to get fed and have a shack over their head I happen to have a little higher expectations than that, but uh, this whole government, yeah, what slightly. is it? Uh, <laughs> where the government gives you money, um, universal basic income. That's, that's now become a thing oh, yeah. because look what they did over the last year by sh- making people shut down their businesses and, and uh, stay at home and lots of people lost their businesses, lost their jobs and or converted to working from home if they can because businesses took it as an opportunity to downsize uh, their overhead. And I can't say as I blame them. No, I wouldn't either. Have you heard about the people that are being asked to pay back their unemployment as well? A whole boom of people that are getting these letters saying we overpaid you by $10,000 and we'd like it back type of thing. Because when they were doing their unemployment forms, the form might have only asked for perhaps their hourly income. And then it took that hourly income and converted it to maybe a full 40-hour work week, even though they were only working 22 hours. And then they gave the additional three or $600 a week. And now they're looking back over and saying, you would have made less if you were working. So we want it back. (laughs) I just saw like a couple of videos on a a social media app I was looking at and couldn't believe it. So I'm really glad I I didn't go that route. I mean, I don't 
blame anyone well, who how had to do that. But that is, that is sad. I couldn't believe that's it. That's very sad. And you know, part of me says, part of me says, you should have read that's the awful. fine print, or you should have erred on the side of less is better. Right. Case. Caution. Well, right. It's the government. Of, of course, they were screwed, screwed over. over. You know, and that's that's awful. Right. They're not. Or where they're going to go they're with not. this money they've already spent Just on like rent. They're not they able to come up with the money like... for their student loans, and they're not able to come up with the money for their um, the back payment on their house that they got forgiven for a little while, but they didn't actually right. get it forgiven. They just got it pushed down the road. They didn't look it into hurts. the stuff right. that they signed up for, you know. But I can't say as I blame them because, look – when this whole thing came down a year ago, I mean, they were what, what selling the story do? of people are dropping dead right. on the street and, and people bought it. I mean, it took a few months. Right. You know, remember it was 14 days to, to level out. Oh yeah. To slow the spread or yeah. Flatten the curve or whatever. The, and now yeah, I yeah. think we have what, and, 15, 18 <laughs> states that have removed all their mandates. All, all Republican states. Right. No coincidence there. I'm sure. Now people are looking for, well, for the next government fix. And that's why the great reset is going to right. be so easy to implement because it's not just the U.S. going through this. It's every country everywhere has been going through this for a year. Some much worse than the U.S., right. some much lighter. But regardless, hundreds of millions of jobs have been lost. I'm not going to get into how many lives have been lost because you know, yes, yeah. that's a sad fact, but lives have been lost every year for, you know, our existence. But the, but the economic, um, and, and, um, financial ruin that has happened has happened worldwide. So now the great reset mm -hmm. concept sounds like the saving savior of the day for countries that have been hit harder than the United States. I mean, the level of right. normal income for the United States is leaps and bounds. Well, some other Western countries, obviously, Europe and other Western countries, but compared to the second and third world mm -hmm. level countries, I mean, we're all billionaires over here. So the Great Reset is going right. to, you know, you got a larger majority of the of humanity wishing for somebody to come along and save the day than just the, the U.S. people, you know, or, right. or the Europeans. But nobody nobody's reading any of the fine print. And you, you know that as well as I do. You can go down to the mall or down the street mm -hmm. or wherever and do a man on the street interview and ask people, when was the last time you read a novel, fiction or nonfiction? <laughs> Not going to be judgy. Just when was the last time you read an entire novel? Yeah. 
<laughs> now, you know, am I bragging that I read two to three to four a week on top of all the rest of the movies and every other thing, no. Facebook and podcasting and working? Am I bragging? No, not necessarily because it's a hobby of mine. I enjoy reading. But most people I talk to, right. if you ask them when was the last time you read a book, they can't remember reading one. But or I mean, some say, of them, I don't really like <laughs> they haven't read one since they graduated high school. Because it was required reading and they didn't even read them right, then. Even they then. just read one of those Cliff Notes books. <laughs> no, yeah. And so... Yeah, My point about that is, is are they expected to read the hundred level depth great reset pages on the World Economic Forum? No, hell no. Not only is it boring as hell, <laughs> but it, but it's in depth. It's probably some advanced concepts too. And most people don't even read their Facebook user agreement. They just click agree. Or if you go to a site and it says this site uses cookies, accept, you know, I, it, most people just click accept. Well, me too. I, I don't know. I me know too. I, I'm Because I'm not that, interested. So. I, I already know I'm signing my, right. all my data over if I intend to be on a site anyway. So oh, yeah. that's not really the same thing though. The Great Reset is a worldwide implemented, you know, process. It is covers all of the major organizations of the world, and they've all had input and output from it and into it. And there, the whole idea is that if you don't reject something, then you you basically are just saying okay right and so you can and so if you don't scream your head off i mean if the the congress is getting ready to pass a law oh look look it got through the the house it's headed for the senate everybody call your senator i can't remember when was the last time anybody i know did that because they're like, well, the senator isn't going to read it. And the flunky, the, hmm. you know, intern or the office manager or whoever is just going to put it in a pile and make a spreadsheet out of it. And the senator's going to give it some cursory glance and go, well, the lobbyists have already paid me $10,000 to pass it. So, and on and on and how the world works. I'm not going to intend to harp on it forever and uh, and I'm not going to talk about it every time but at the same time if I am a, if if we are just some still small voice out there echoing in the echo chamber of saying you yeah. know take a look people and act accordingly because or prepare accordingly because this thing is already coming. There's no stopping it. It is so in motion that it is like oh, it's in motion. trying to stop an 18 wheeler in on the ice <laughs> on a dime ain't going to happen. And okay. so whether or not you consented to it, 
at least understand it, at least understand what's coming. And I'm just going to say, as as somebody who's been a cap- in capitalism my whole life, yeah, I'm investing in some cryptocurrencies. And I'm hoping that a few of them are the ones that go from a few pennies a, a coin to $50,000 a coin. That would be pretty awesome. That's what happened with Bitcoin. So, yeah, it took years for it to happen. But... Right. I'm just hoping that there's a few good people, nice, smart, normal, intelligent people who make some of these investments and make a lot of money and become the new 1% or the new 10% and are able to sway this mm-hmm. ship back in some kind of better direction because that's what's driving this whole train is money. Always has great. been. The billionaires that own the the the, the mega corps, the Gateses and the Bezoses and the on those guys. Mm-hmm. I just find it really curious, though, that a lot of the people are still just falling for the day to day distractions. I mean, I, I'm I was actually kept pretty mystified that with the people that I have on my Facebook uh, friends list that I've been honing down all of the goofballs and the numbnuts for years and don't accept them anymore, that I saw so much Megan Merkel. Am I even saying it right? And uh, is that her name? Megan Markle and the Prince and the Oprah Winfrey interview. Oh, yeah. It's all over my newsfeed. Yes. I'm like, really, yes, people? Who gives it. one crap? What are you doing? I mean, is, is it because there was no Sandy Hook this week <laughs> that you get your attention? It's still, it's, it's right. the distractions are, are just too easy to fall for. And I, I don't mean to sound holier than now that I'm just not interested right. in these distractions, but it's because I see them for what they are. It's I'm not interested in any of this culture, right? This pop culture stuff haven't been for a long, long time. Because every time they ramp it up on on pop culture, you can right. bet well, your ass they're covering up something that's happening in the real world distracting from something else. I do know a lot of people were looking at that interview though. Um, I mean, you've heard the, the theory that the Royals are, <laughs> are yes, right? for your, I mean, yes. I don't know if it's true or not, <laughs> but yeah. So just looking at it, exposing some of that conspiracy where she was fearing for her life and sort of some people thought she was speaking in code that Diana was going to blow the whistle on things and that whole thing was orchestrated. So, I mean, there are people that are looking into it a little deeper than just the pop culture aspect of it. But even at that, it's like, what are you going to do about it? You got a plan to change it. You got a plan to, you know, sorry, but it just spins right back into the Q LARP stuff that's been going on for the last four or five years. And I've, if I if 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 and when the day comes that I see one observable evidence of anything that has come out of that 
that whole that whole Q plan, then here the last time we spoke, we were waiting for March fourth to come, and that was going to be the beginning of the new corporate. No, the original America corporation was supposed to be defunct, and yeah, Trump was supposed to be the nineteenth president of the new. I think Biden. America and that tactic of hopium and hurry up and wait is going to because it was so successful is going to be used over and over and over again. Trust me. That's how they that's how they play. I mean they 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 have they've gamed this kind of stuff so well using AI and and algorithms and everything else that that's why I, I I have zero hopium <laughs> for anybody doing anything to halt the great reset. <laughs> and the great reset is, you know, it, it's, there's enough different things about it that like, for example, central bank, digital currency, country by country. And Every they're they're slowly but surely over the next five years they will be depleting every country of cash. There won't be any cash, so everything will be on your digital wallet, and all of your purchases will be done by scanning your phone, buying on the internet, using barcodes, yada yada. And everyone will have a digital wallet. And by the time the U.S. gets theirs implemented, you will have a digital wallet connected directly to the Federal Reserve. And your money will go in and out of there through through whatever exchange kind of app you have set up on your phone. And all that would be fine and good if it wasn't all connected to the government's version of the crypto money. All that would be fine and good. What's going to end up happening is... Everybody's just going to keep on bitching and moaning and crying. And they're going to find themselves in the next few years being uh, under the thumb financially and economically of the growing, growing, growing federal and world government. And that's how it is. And it's going to be like the boiling the frog analogy where they put us in lukewarm water and gradually turn the heat up instead of throwing us in a boiling pot. Well, it's it, it it anytime comes, you do something slow and insidious, I mean, corporations have worked that out too. It's, it's just like every movement that's happened. I called out a decade ago when it first started as, I'll just give you one example, and I'm not calling this out for any reason then because I've watched it evolve. And that is used to be just called LGBT. And now there's every letter in the alphabet and every right. version of uh, gender and non-gender. Now there's more and more people becoming non-gender and non-binary. binary. And it took me a while right. to figure out where the where all these new pronouns were coming from, but I'm, I'm slowly figuring it out. Not whether, you know, I, I don't know anybody to use any of them on or to, 
right now, but that doesn't mean I won't. But <laughs> just the involvement of that is one example of what a decade will, would do. Another decade to go by, maybe the pedophiles that everybody is all freaked out about now will have their own legal protection. And some of them are working. I mean, I don't care what anybody does sex or gender wise or whatever, but just leave the kids alone for crying out loud. Let them be kids at least for a little while, at least until they're 12. I mean, so each one of these kinds of agendas, um, start out as grassroots and then they get the attention of some lobbies or some, uh, you know, larger organization. And then they get the funding, like what happened with BLM, for example, and uh, right after the George Floyd thing. I mean, people knew about BLM. It was a thing. It was an organization. But suddenly they're getting millions of dollars checks (laughs) at a time from uh, companies like Amazon or whatever. And, and so that's, that's how this kind of thing just keeps flowing. And, you know, none of the topics that I just brought up are anything I'm against, but I'm just pointing out how it works. Right. And so maybe the CDC having a zombie apocalypse preparedness course on their website a decade ago starts to make you wonder a little bit more about, well, it usually takes about a decade for something to evolve. Am I got to worry about uh, zombies next walking down the street or AI robots those, all those robots you've been seeing with the, that look like dogs or people <laughs> or whatever. I saw a video the other day of two of these robots uh, and a dog and some other kind of machine all dancing really well. Probably better than I dance. So it's all, it's yeah. all, everything's evolving quickly. And Perhaps it's because we live in a simulation <laughs> that makes it so easy. Oh, God. I mean, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, as far as I have been able to go so far is supernatural construct. And I, I have no problem with that definition so far because there, there right, have been either. several it's times the in the, the history of mankind me. where the supernatural and the natural have melded together and big events have happened. So maybe the next tower of Babylon is the world economic forum <laughs> with their great reset, getting a smackdown. All right. Well, um, I've right. covered what I want to cover. Have you got anything you want to think about? I just, I just want to remind people before we, before Jen finishes and I finish is to try, kind of try to keep reminding yourself about this blind men and the elephant story, because we all have friends and family that don't think the way we do. 
and don't agree and maybe are even polar opposites, especially with regards to things like the pandemic or Corona, Cerveza, whatever you're calling it, (laughs) maybe instead of getting mad and angry, which I seem to see that happening more, the anger levels are going higher and people are just writing off friends and family is maybe just lower the temperature, release the pressure valve a little bit and try to, uh, try to have some (laughs) empathy for what part of the elephant they felt in their blindness because they may have been filling the trunk and you may have been filling the tail. That's so good. Shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast from all of the different podcasting uh, apps out there. If you find this interesting at all and think it's something that maybe a friend or family member might be interested in listening to, maybe share it. It's called Pressure Valve and it's going up new on um, all the podcasting sites as that title. I hope you join us again. Thanks for joining me, JJ. We'll see you soon.